Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, father. We provide content to help men become the men they want to be. My name is Brent and I am the Fallible Man. I'm imperfect. I don't have all the answers. I'm on a journey to be better every single day. Maybe you are too, and you're welcome to come with me. On today's show, we're going to talk about how Hollywood's exaggerated tropes have impacted masculinity over the years. We'll examine common misconceptions fueled by money and how they impact young men today. Stick around in the end, and we'll talk about the most damaging media for men. This is the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Here is your host, the Fallible Man, Brent Dowling. Hi guys, and welcome to the show. Nice to have you with me again today. Be sure and grab your cup of coffee if you're joining us. Ooh, sorry, I popped the mic. Be sure and grab your cup of coffee, your energy drink, whether you're listening on the podcast, in your car, on the way to work, or while you're out walking and running, or whether you're watching this on YouTube. Guys, I hope you enjoy this one. Grab your choice of drink and stay a while and listen. I've got some things I'd love to share with you, and I hope you are into it too. We all have this image in our head of who we want to be when we grow up and become healthy adults. Well, some of us want to grow up and be healthy adults. I'm not sure I want to grow up and be a healthy adult yet. Still working on that. I'm only 40. I got time, right? Unfortunately, the basis of these dreams frequently comes from shady sources that are exaggerated and give us a false sense of what life truly is. Theater works largely based on exaggeration. In fact, you strive to over-amplify everything. To make it more interesting and more fantastic, also, you have to exaggerate everything to make it stand out under lights. You guys may... Well, I'm sure you have noticed if you watch the video version of this, my lighting is not ideal or perfect. And it's something I've got to work on on these videos because it makes a difference. Under theater lighting, everything is exaggerated because there is so much light pouring onto a stage. If you see the actors, that's why if you guys, I hope you guys have ever been to a live show. Those are very cool, a live theater performance. One of the fun things is getting to meet the cast afterwards. And you will notice that all their makeup is like painted on. It is so, when you see them under normal lights, it is so almost clownish in the exaggeration. And that is because under really bright stage lights, faces wash out entirely if you don't have enough makeup on. It's really annoying. I used to do theater makeup. Um, all through high school, I was a theater nerd. I had some opportunities to advance my theater career. I was offered scholarships for it and just didn't ever follow up with it. But I had a good time doing it when I was doing it. And so I had to learn how to do theater makeup because I also ran that department. And, I mean, painting on the makeup, like painting rouge, you put rouge on even men's cheeks to make them actually have cheeks under lights. So everybody looks a bit like a clown when you see them under normal lights. 
it's kind of hilarious to actually see. But guys, if you haven't been to a live theater event, you really should check that out. Unfortunately, we also tend to exaggerate movements and habits and personality traits of each of the characters. And that includes exaggerating some of the best and worst aspects of characters and roles and of stereotypes. You overdo it to make sure it really drives home and very clear on film or live. The reality is they know you're not likely to dish out your hard-earned cash for reality. Even if reality shows, right? Reality shows, I, I can use that term loosely for all you listening as a that's definitely an air quote, air quotes moments because reality shows are nothing like reality. Um, we know they have nothing to do with reality, but if they were, can you imagine a show where you just like followed a guy through his normal life? You know, Joe the plumber, and I uh, got to stop by the Piggly Wiggly. Do they still have Piggly Piggly Wiggly? Someone comment, tell me if they still have Piggly Wigglies in some places in the world. They don't hear anymore. But can you imagine, you know, falling? Joe the plumber to Piggly Wiggly on his way home after putting in a 14 hour day smelling like crap and dirt to pick something up for dinner because his wife called and said she needed something uh, to help with dinner that night on the way home and his kids are like hey daddy and some of his older kids are like eh whatever they don't even pay attention no one's going to pay to watch that okay it no one cares. So reality shows don't even have much to do with reality at this point. In fact, there are major character aspects for everything that we live on. And you guys will recognize some of these. So we're going to talk about this today in depth. How what you see in Hollywood, the archetypes is the actual proper term that you see on the screen they're a selling point, but they're an exaggeration of what people actually look like. Forgive me if I look at my notes a lot, because I've got to make sure I get these right. Okay. There are commonly accepted 12 architect archetypes in traditional cinema. Okay. And I'm going to list them off. There's the hero. There's the magician, the outlaw, the explorer, the sage, the innocent, the creator, the ruler, the caregiver the every common man, the jester, and the lover. You can identify each of these characters throughout movies and television shows. They're in every major production. Now, you don't necessarily get all 12, but those are the archetype base. Those are what every character is developed out of. This is from years and years of extensive research in the media industry and the theater industry people have found that these 12 archetypes are the basis of almost every character, even in books. You're going to find this even in books. Um, there's actually a business type. If you go back to episode one, you will see me refer to a business archetype that brands even get into as far as their branding to appeal to certain character groups to so while they're loosely based on people, they're not entirely accurate and they're usually exaggerated and over the top to make sure you understand. 
So, for example, you know, I'm I'm a I, I'm an X Man fan, so I'll give you some X Man examples, right? Cyclops falls into the hero category in his archetype, the way he mixes, the way he is. Mystique falls into the magician. Wolverine falls under the outlaw. There's a big surprise for anybody, right, who saw them. Um, Professor X falls under the sage, and Rogue falls under the innocent. Storm is a creator. Magneto is a ruler. Jean Grey is a caregiver. Iceman falls into the everyman category. Gambit, I love Gambit. Shout out all my fans out there who love Gambit, right? We're waiting for a good movie. And guy, oh, oh, please, please, movie studios don't screw this one up. But there are, I, I didn't go through all 12. Maybe you're more of a Disney person, right? Belle falls under... Now, I'm, I think they got this example wrong. Sorry, I was looking stuff up. Yeah, we're not going into the Disney examples because they suck. Whoever compiled this list blows. But that kind of gives you an idea, okay? So if you're not an X-Man fan and you have no clue what I'm looking at, A, rent a movie, man. <laughs> Get a comic book, something. The X-Men is a foundational group in the comic book universe you you got to have the x-men and there's something there for everybody there's a character because they have such a group there will be a character you fall in love with if you're not an x-man fan i don't know if we can be friends i'm kidding maybe kind of not really i love x-men even the bad moons just because i love the x-man series but these archetypes okay are very common when you think of the everyman that's the very relatable, everyday, plain guy. Who liked Deadpool? Shout out from the comments. I loved Deadpool. And in Deadpool 2, right, he's got, was it Peter? Yeah, it was Peter, I think. Um, and Peter has no powers and is really nobody. And it's just, yeah, he's an everyman. Uh, that's Peter, okay? Deadpool falls into a combination of the archetypes for his actual character, but Deadpool is the everyman. Sadly, his friend, the bartender is the sage, I believe, but these types ring out. Now they're exaggerations. They're not right. Deadpool's extreme. We all know that if you saw Deadpool, Deadpool is extreme. X-Men is extreme. Is it reasonable to modern model yourself after these characters? You can even get this into like the Big Bang Theory. If you've heard me talk about the Big Bang Theory before, I enjoy that show. Or a number. I challenge you. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put this on the screen if you're watching this on YouTube. I'll say it one more time if you're listening to the podcast. Slow it down. Hero, Magician, Outlaw, Explorer. Sage, innocent, creator, ruler, caregiver, everyman, jester, and lover. Guys, you can look this stuff up and you will find uh, you can find those online pretty easily. Search archetypes on Google and you'll get there. 
and you can find them for your favorite shows because all of the shows, the characters are broken down on those 12 archetypes. Any combination of those, some shows have more everyman, some shows have more sages. It's, you know, it depends on what the episode is, what the show is, but all characters are based on these things. Now, those are extreme exaggerations and examples. To put this in perspective, let me help you out with this. These characters, if you took a normal person, right, a personality trait, and times it by a hundred, that is what you're getting most of your entertainment characters from. All right. Who's a Captain America fan? Anybody a Captain America fan? Sound off in the comments. Let me hear it from the Captain America fans. One of the truest and coolest things he says in the very first movie, Captain America, the first Avenger, is he asks the Doctor, why me? And the Doctor tells him, because you're the little guy who fights. That his serum amplifies what's already there. It doesn't make you something you're not. It just multiplies what you are. So, excuse me, I drew my coffee. So, that's exactly what happens. That's what theater, that's what movie characters are based on. That same premise. We want somebody who is a caregiver and sensitive and emotional to help nurture our protagonist, right? I always get that wrong. Antagonist is the bad guy, protagonist is the good guy, right? I think. Someone correct me, it's fine. I'll I'll try and... No, I won't. Someone just let me know if I got that wrong. The protagonist is your main character, right? And so you need a nurturer or a caregiver to help that char- that character through their difficult time, through their journey, right? They take the most extreme version of a nurturing individual and make them more so. And that's the formula. That's how you get the caregiver archetype. You take a nurturing uh maternal kind of individual and you times it by a hundred and that's how you get the characters. That's how you get the Sams in Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. You need somebody to nurture. That's how you get Shepherd. No, he was a sage, sorry. And Firefly. He was a sage character. Um Man, I just blew that example in my head. Sorry, guys, if you're listening. That just, I lost my train of thought right there. That's how you get any example, right? We all know that most villains don't wear a metal helmet like Magneto or face makeup like the Joker. We know those are extreme, and it's easy for us to conceptualize that idea that the villain is often amplified. Most cities do not look like Gotham City. I love the Gotham series because I liked the idea of looking at what kind of city would produce that many 
over-exaggerated bad guys. I mean, we're not talking about run-of-the-mill muggers and burglars and stuff like that, right? Gotham City had problems in the comic books. And the bad guys that came out of there were just... There was bad, badder, and supervillains. And, and they produced a lot of supervillains. So I, was, I enjoyed the series because I wanted to see what kind of city builds supervillains like clockwork. And it's easy for us to see that those are exaggerated and over the top and not realistic. But every other character is too, right? We know the Batman character obviously is. But every character is exaggerated. That's how we get them to be so spectacular. You know, pick a movie, let's go something closer to the home. Um, I haven't seen any movies recently. That's why my brain is struggling. Yeah, I watched uh, Disney's The Three Musketeers the other night with my kids. Right? Athos, Porthos, Aramis, D'Artagnan. They were exemplary characters, and each of them had their role. Each of them was an exaggerated archetype. And for some reason, we don't see them as over-the-top and exaggerated as all the villains we see in the movies. But they are. Now, that's led us to some false conceptions of who we're trying to aspire to. Right? Every guy picks their Indiana Jones or their Batman or their Iron Man, right? Everybody wants to be Tony Stark. Everybody wants to be Bruce Wayne. Everybody wants to be Professor Jones. Everybody has that hero type, right? We want to be John Wayne. I think John Wayne honestly created his own type of character anyway. That I think he became just an archetype. We all want to be... Pick your exaggerated character, right? Every boy grows up and wants to be James Bond or, you know, Jason Bourne or something like that. They're all exaggerated characters. And this is creating a variation of a personality dysmorphia. By the way, if you're getting something out of this or enjoying the content, be sure and hit the like or subscribe button, the follow. Hit that bell wherever you are if you're on YouTube so you can get updated anytime I post a video. And guys, if you're listening on the podcast, be sure and leave us a review on Apple Podcast or somewhere else where you listen. And make sure you subscribe. We post new podcasts every Tuesday, or sorry, every Wednesday morning, and new videos every Tuesday on YouTube. Be sure and follow us along. We get a lot of listeners who aren't subscribed, and it just helps me to know I got people that actually want to hear this content. So be sure and like and follow wherever you are, plus we're on social media everywhere you want to be. Guys, living in a fairy tale doesn't work. All these exaggerated, crazy characters that Hollywood throws up are just as bad as women's magazines have been for young girls. If you've listened to my previous podcast and episodes, you know I have two daughters. I also have seven nieces, five sister-in-laws, one sister, and a lot of other women in my life. I also used to work with teenagers for a living. I used to be a youth minister. And I worked with teenage girls all the time. And one thing that's been publicly accepted finally, and you're starting to see changes in the industry because of it, because it finally got the attention it deserved, is that there is a serious dysmorphia in women's images, or in response to women's images. 
women had been told for so long by magazines and books and television shows and movies that they're supposed to look a certain way that we have girls growing up with major health concerns like bulimia or anorexia because they think they're supposed to live and look a certain way. The fitness industry doesn't actually help in that most of the time. There are a few of them who are pretty good about it, but there are a lot of them that just continue this stereotype. And so that's finally starting to change. And I'm really grateful to see that. But guys, this does the same thing to us. Having these character archetypes have given us unrealistic examples that we set ourselves up to. Likewise, the sports industry is the same way. The likelihood of getting drafted into the professional sports is like 3%. Okay, It's the cream of the crop of athletes. People bust themselves their entire lives, all through elementary, junior high, high school, and college, trying to get into pro sports. And only about 3% of them ever will. We're told this is what a pro athlete is. This is what an athlete should be. And this is the measure. And we compare ourselves to this and reach for unobtainable goals. Don't get me wrong. You should have high goals and expectations for yourself. But there is such a thing as an unobtainable goal. All these overblown, exaggerated archetypes in movies and books and magazines have created something that's almost unobtainable. And so men become depressed because they know they're not ever going to be Jason Bourne or James Bond. Hey guys, stay with us. We're going to run today's sponsor and uh, we'll be right back. Today's episode brought to you by thefallibleman.com. That's right. It's us. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com and check out our blog updated twice a week with new content and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at The Fallible Man or at Fallible Man on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social medias for daily content. While you're there, check out our attitude swag, shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, that's www.thefallibleman.com. All right, guys, and we're back. We've been talking about the different exaggerated archetypes and characters we see in movies that I've distorted the way we see masculinity, both for the good and for the bad. In fact, a lot of society's problems with quote-unquote, there's my air quotes for the day, toxic masculinity are born from the media. Whether it's social media, right, because everybody's Instagram famous these days, except for me. And if you're not Following me on Instagram. Hey, sorry. Shameless shameless uh, plug for my Instagram account. At the Fallible Man. Oh, sorry. Yep. At the Fallible Man.com. No, just kidding. Don't put the dot com. You won't find me. That's my website. I'm going to scrub that whole last bit. Guys, everybody's Instagram famous these days. And Instagram has continued the needless exaggeration. You look at Instagram accounts and you've got the same problem you have in the fitness industry. You have the same problem in the sports industry and in the entertainment industry as well of this exaggeration of the common man because they're not. 
genetics play a role in things. No, you can be skinnier than you probably are, unless you're just super skinny anyway. But if you need to lose weight, you can probably be skinnier than you are if you're at an unhealthy weight. Are you going to have washboard abs? Unlikely. Um, it's just super over the top. Instagram has just continued and continued. Social media has continued this idea of exaggeration in our presentation of ourselves. So how do we get around that? Guys, I'm going to encourage you to find real mentors and heroes in your in your own world, in your real life. Okay? Turn off the screen. That would be a huge start. Turn off the computer, get off your phone, and find real heroes every day. Here at The Fallible Man, we support law enforcement and first responders. I am utterly aware of the the social and political climate of the world right now. I support first responders and law enforcement. I have a lot of friends in that industry, and they're good people who love their communities and put themselves on the line every single day. They are heroes. Do not let one or two or a handful of bad people ruin that for you. They are real heroes. Kids used to grow up wanting to be police officers, astronauts, firefighters, paramedics. They are heroes. Every single day, heroes. Hear me loudly on that one. Those are real heroes. Those are people you can look up to. They are people you can aspire to be like or to follow. You cannot be Thor. You might have the genetics to get in that kind of shape, but you will never be Thor, God of Thunder. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. Find real mentors and real heroes. If you're following this channel, you probably want to make yourself better. I hope you want. That's why you're following my, my channel or this podcast in general, is you want to be a better man. So I'm not the only resource out there putting this out. Um, if you guys don't follow Order of Man, I'm reading the book Sovereignty by Ryan Mickler. If you're not familiar with Ryan Mickler, he owns and runs a group called Order of Man. Uh, I believe it's orderofman.com. I apologize if I get that wrong. They've got a YouTube channel. He's got a podcast. Ryan and I have a slightly different take on our approach, but we have the same basic manage message that you know men need to improve themselves, take responsibility for themselves. I'm enjoying reading his book right now, but one of the things he stresses is to find men of like mind to yourself who want to improve themselves, who want to grow as individuals, as men. And do your best to build relationships with them. They are the kind of men that will help you be better. You've heard the idea that, you know, uh, steel sharpens steel, right? So find men who are of like mind to help you grow every single day. Those are mentors. Maybe you find men who are a little farther along their, in their journey and they can become mentors for you. Maybe you find men who aren't quite as far as you are, and you can help mentor them. 
but find real mentors, find real heroes to look up to. I have a friend who is a police officer currently. He is a uh, military veteran from the Marine Corps and a father and a husband, and I have a great deal of respect for him, and I look up to him immensely. That's a real hero, guys. That's someone who is, and he, he will be the first one to tell you he's not perfect, and he doesn't think that he should be your mentor or hero, but he's a really good man trying to be a better man serving his community, that's a hero. That's how we get around this. Don't believe the crap you see on the screen because it's not real. They are not mentors. They are not heroes. And they are not obtainable. They are based on 12 archetypes that have existed for years. But they are not how you become a better man. They have screwed you into thinking that that is your goal line, that that is the mark to hit. But that's not accurate. Don't believe the hype in Hollywood. Find real mentors and real heroes. You guys, if you stayed along, along, I can't talk. My mouth is getting dry. I'm sorry. If you stayed around, around this long, then we're going to talk about the most damaging form of media for men and young men. This is a sensitive subject. If you're listening to this in the car with kids, you might pause the podcast here. But guys, we're going to talk about porn. Porn is damaging men and boys to no end. If you want to talk about something that is over-exaggerated, overblown, and taken way out of context, look no further than the porn industry. The porn industry is ruining men left and right because it creates unrealistic expectations of what sex should be like and what sex is. What goes on between you and your spouse with mutual content, consent and respect for each other is your business. I'm not going to tell you how to live, but I will tell, will tell you that boys are growing up thinking that what they see in porn is real sex and real relationships. It's not how you treat women. It's not how you treat anybody you respect. And it is not real sex and real love between people. It demoralizes boys, men, and women. It exaggerates boys' minds of what an average male sex organ or a penis should be like or look like because they find guys who are abnormally sized specifically for the porn industry. So boys are growing up thinking that they are inadequate based on what they see in porn. And they will spend their whole lives with it drilled into their head. They are inadequate if that is the example that they are seeing, if that is what they are being told, if that is what they are taking into themselves. It demoralizes women and shames women. You don't treat women like that. Porn goes out of its way to humiliate women and exaggerate women's sexual response. Guys. It is one of the most damaging things you can do to yourself. There are support groups for it. There are people to help you with that. It is one of the hardest addictions to get around. And they are guilty of hurting people 
because they tell you this is the truth and this is normal. If you ask people in porn, they'll tell you it's exaggerated and it's supposed to be exaggerated. Just like Hollywood exaggerates movies because you wouldn't be as interested in watching it if it wasn't, the porn industry does the same thing. And it's one of the most damaging things that can happen to your life and to your marriage. If you need help, find help. Guys, get away from it before it destroys you, your expectations, and your marriage or your relationships because real relationships don't look like that. Sorry in on such a heavy topic. The porn industry is designed to feed on our dopamine response. That is your primitive brain's pleasure response, immediate feedback, that's instant gratification, and it is destroying your life whether you realize it or not if you're involved in it or watching it. So steer away from that, guys. Media lies. I don't care if it's the news. I don't care if it's television. I don't care if it's porn. I don't care if it's the movie industry. Television lies to you and exaggerates everything. That's the only way they can get your attention. Guys, thanks for hanging out with me and spending the time. I really appreciate it. Hollywood is taking you for a ride. Don't believe their lies and let them destroy who you are meant to be. Find real mentors. Find real heroes. Be better tomorrow because of what you do today. I'm Brent. I am The Fallible Man. and Thanks for hanging out. This has been The Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.